0: Hi folks, Nathan Pierce here with Family Protection Ministries. It is the 6th of July, 2023, and we are going to go through some updates on things like AB 1057, the hearing that happened earlier this week, as well as some new leadership in the assembly, a new thing that doesn't happen very often, which is a uh, new person in the seat of the governor temporarily while the governor is out of state. What happens when the governor and the lieutenant governor are both out of state at the same time? What happens then? And then we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, annex building of the Capitol. They've been doing renovations there. A little more happened this week related to that. Also, a little update on the affidavit filing window. And let's just get into it now. Welcome to The Frontline with FPM, where we talk about California politics, homeschool freedom, parental rights, and the family. I'm your host, Nathan Pierce, and thanks for joining us today. Let's jump right in and see what's going on here on The Frontline. So, we're gonna start with the AB 50, 1057 hearing. AB 1057 is that home visits bill where uh, social workers is assigned to every child in California at birth and families um, would, would be having social workers come into their homes to give them advice on parenting and to show them what it's like to be a parent and how to properly raise children. And this is the idea of uh, Ms. Weber, who is in the assembly. This bill has made its way through the legislative process all the way to the Senate Appropriations Committee hearing, which happened earlier this week. And that committee is the last committee that that bill is set to be heard by before it gets voted on on the floor of the California State Senate and then heads to the governor's desk, AB 1057 was heard on Monday and in that hearing it was sent to the suspense file. Now what that means is that AB 1057 would be held in basically a holding pattern, a box if you will, with a bunch of other bills that also cost the state a significant amount of money. Um, Obviously assigning a bunch of social workers to a new job of visiting the homes of every newborn Uh, born in the state of California is going to take a lot of work. And so this bill is among a group of bills that cost a whole bunch of money and they have to evaluate them together to see not whether this is good policy or not. They've already decided that it's good policy for California. So now they're deciding whether or not they have the money to spend on it. So that's what the suspense file is used for where they can look at all those bills together and decide which ones they have money for. So AB 1057 is in that folder right now in the suspense file waiting to be um, decided on. And so you can definitely be calling your senator about that bill because it's in the Senate right now. It's an assembly bill but it's in the Senate. So you can be calling your state senator to tell them what you think of this bill and to make sure that they know that you don't think it's a good idea and that you want them to vote no on this bill so find out who your senator is if you don't know already and give them a call right away and let them know that you want them to vote no on ab1057 so that bill um, hopefully um, will stop in this file where they determine how much money it's going to cost and realize that we can't afford that in california but I would love to see it stopped also because it's bad policy and enough Californians rise up and tell their legislators, vote no on AB 1057. All right, moving on to some new leadership in the California State Assembly. Uh, Anthony Rendon has been uh, the leader of the Assembly for a while. Um, He was uh, appointed to be or elected by the assembly members to be the leader of the California State Assembly in 2016 in March. Uh, And he has been um, in that position for seven years and four months, according to uh, the California Globe. Now that baton is being handed over to Robert Rivas. And uh, that is happening or just happened at the end of last month. So new leadership in the California State Assembly. And um, we can expect uh, not really a significant change from the position of, well, does this mean good or bad for the state? Um, A lot, we'll probably see a lot of the same kinds of things happening there. So that's the Assembly. And then uh, something else happened this week Uh, that relates to the Assembly and the Senate Uh, but that is that the governor of California and the lieutenant governor of California the number one and the number two government officials in the state of California were both out of town indeed out of state at the same time so what does that mean for our government how do they function well in this society today it seems like they would be using technology to continue their jobs, but they don't actually do that in California. When they leave the state, the acting governor position falls to someone else, um, and so when the governor goes out of state, then the job of governor falls to the lieutenant governor, but when both of them are out of state, it falls to the next person in line, which is a, a senate pro tem Tony Atkins, who's the leader of the California State Senate. And that particular thing happened this week on Thursday. The uh, The job of acting governor actually fell to S- a Senator Tony Atkins and she actually signed three pieces of legislation as governor this week. And that means that those three pieces of legislation were signed into law by the Senate pro tem leader, but that happened while she was acting as governor because the governor and lieutenant governor were out of state. You can check out this more in detail if you're interested in an article um, by Chris McKellie, uh at uh, the California Globe, Second Ever California Bills Signed by a Senate Leader. And this article talks a little bit about the details of this. But also, um, it's interesting to note that this is the second time that this has ever happened that um, the the Senate President Pro Tem has actually signed a piece of legislation as acting governor because the governor and lieutenant governor were both out of state at the same time. So uh, that's a sort of significant piece of history for you that happened this week in Sacramento. Very interesting. Okay, so next, next, I want to mention a couple of things about the affidavit filing window. Some of you got an email, perhaps, about the filing window changing. Um, the la- the law of the state of California has not changed with regard to the affidavit filing window. The law in the co- uh, the the statute in the Ed Code still says the same thing. It doesn't change in terms of that window. Uh, private schools being required to file the private school affidavit between October 1st and 15th. However, the department has allowed for schools starting up to file that private school affidavit throughout the year so that they have some sort of a a documentation that that other schools will understand and, and recognize. That they are functioning as a school, they have sworn under penalty of perjury that they are following all the requirements for a private school, and that form, that private school affidavit, um, has historically, throughout the last number of years, been able to be filed throughout the year, um, most months of the year, for for a, m- a number of years, and so. This this change that we're looking at right now isn't really that significant. Um, new schools can file if they if they so desire throughout the year to um, show that they are um, agreeing to uh, and are indeed following the requirements for, of a private school that exist in the code in California. Um, but the the code that requires when the uh, filing is supposed to take place for private schools, for existing private schools, that, that window of time, the October 1st to 15th filing period, is still in the code. All right, so uh, next uh, I wanted to briefly mention as well that here in Sacramento there has been a good deal of remodeling and building and tearing down over the last couple of years uh, through COVID. Uh, there was scheduled a uh, remodel of a renovation of the Capitol grounds. And a big part of that was to tear down the Capitol building annex, which is the Capitol office building that's sort of attached to the side of the Capitol building. And that has been a building that's been there for, I think, around 70 years, 60 to 70 years. Um, I've certainly spent a Good portion of my career in that building uh, but they have seen fit to do away with the building tear the whole thing down and uh, build a new annex in its place for legislative activities to happen so over the last few years they've built a new office building which our last capital day, capital day was actually held in the new office building or the swing space as they call it where the legislators all have their new offices And there's actually a couple of committee hearing rooms in that new building as well. It's about a block away from the Capitol. And then uh, they've been sort of uh, deconstructing a lot of the inside of the annex building itself. And just earlier this week, uh, on Monday in fact, they were tearing down the annex with, they had a bunch of cranes out there and they were actually uh, deconstructing it from the outside and just tearing it down because they're going to be eliminating all of what was there of the annex and then rebuilding from scratch a new and even larger annex building. So uh, that was quite a crazy thing this week. And you can see a picture of it there that was also provided by the um, uh, I I found this uh, a friend of mine posted this on Twitter. So uh, you can take a look at, at that there. And um, definitely a lot of activity, uh, but it's kind of seems like the end of an era because that, that building uh, has had uh, the offices of all the legislators for 60 some years, as well as uh, the governor's offices and it has been in that building as well. So uh, that that's a big piece of history being uh, taken away uh, and they're building a new, bigger, uh, better uh, building to do their government business in. Um, Obviously bigger probably because uh, government is bigger uh, now than it was 50, 60 years ago. Uh, So anyway, that's happening and uh, you can see a picture of that. um, But also uh, know that next time you're at the Capitol uh, in Sacramento, it's going to look different than the last time you were here if you've been here before. So uh, a lot of changes happening in terms of the, uh, the landscape around the Capitol building itself. Uh, but uh, business is still booming at the Capitol and lots as lots of, of things have been happening legislation is still moving and uh, they're not letting the renovation of the annex building slow them down at all so uh, that's it for today I wanted to uh, wind up with a, a quote and a scripture verse um, first of all um, the uh, quote, is from Roy Hansen FPM's founder and this was uh, published originally some years back but I wanted to share with you today because it relates directly to many of the bills that we deal with but it's particularly AB 1057 which increases the size of government and its intrusion into our lives so uh, this bill this uh, quote is from Roy Hansen and uh, what he said was when the government offers to be a partner you can be assured that government will be the senior and controlling partner. So that's uh, your quote of the day. You can enjoy that. And also uh, know that it's uh, gonna be printed on the back of our new uh, publication, which is a short book, uh, our issues guide, which includes a compilation of articles that we have put together Uh, Giving you some understanding of issues relating to the relationships between family, education, and the government. uh, So you can uh, check that out. But also, the, the scripture that I wanted to leave you with today is from Psalm 108, verse 4. And it says, For your loving kindness is great above the heavens, and your truth reaches to the skies. And I think it's important that we remember that no matter what the legislature is doing, we can know that God's love is great and his truth reaches to the skies. It's everywhere. There's no limits, no bounds, uh, no area of life and no area of existence where God's love and God's truth rule supremely. So that's it for today. God bless you all. See you again next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Frontline with FPM. For more information about the topics we discuss here, check out Family Protection Ministries at fpmca.org and subscribe to our channel.